Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Make It Musings podcast. That sound is my cat in the background. Thank you very much, cat. Timing, as always, is amazing. And this podcast is going to be continuing discussions of the 2022 World Cup. So, the other day we recapped the uh, the good start from England. Now we take a look at a couple of surprises and shocks that we have had along the way. Now, in football, what you find is the cream tends to rise to the top, as a rule. This is true of club football and it's true of international football. When you historically look at the teams that win trophies and prizes, they tend to be the ones that are uh, sort of filled with not only the best players, but the most cohesive team units. Prime example of this would be the German side that won the 2014 World Cup. They maybe didn't actually have standout best players or standout stars like Messi, Ronaldo, so forth, but they had good players in every position that worked really, really well together. And they were a finely drilled, cohesive team. That team won the World Cup quite deservedly, really. And you you couldn't really sort of find much in the way of flaws with them. But football, as much as I say cream rises to the top, football can be surprising. There are hiccups along the way in Club football, Manchester City recently lost at home in the league to Brentford, which by all accounts, when you consider the the players and the resources of both clubs, would be classed as a big shock, without a doubt. But the other night, or the other morning I should say actually, depending on where you are of course in the world, football was dealt a seismic shock in the World Cup. Argentina taking on Saudi Arabia. The results of Arab teams at that point had not been great. Qatar had lost in fairly tame fashion to Ecuador in the World Cup's first game. And England had crushed Iran quite decisively in their encounter. So with that in mind, you would kind of believe, kind of have to believe, that Argentina would be victorious. But Argentina's greatest strength, it could be argued, is also their greatest weakness. Over the years, there can be no question whatsoever that they have been something of a one-man band. It's not so much... Argentina as it is Lionel Messi and co and therein lies Argentina's biggest problem. There's no denying that Lionel Messi is a superb footballer but he is not at the height of his powers anymore. At 35 he maybe isn't quite as bedazzling as he used to be which is Perfectly normal. Time will catch up to all of us at some point, and the likes of Lionel Messi, well, he's no different. He's not an alien football star. He is a mortal human being, and 
as much as he would hate it, as much as a great many of his fans will hate it, the bottom line is, is he as good as he was five years ago? I don't think he is. But for Argentina, he's still the talisman. He's still the the key part of that team. To the point where you wonder what kind of creativity and drive exists in the rest of the Argentinian side. They have got some good players outside of Messi. Angel Di Maria comes to mind. But they are lacking in serious punch elsewhere. To offer an example of this, players, strikers that were brilliant for them, like Sergio Aguero, have retired and no one's really stepped into their place. So Messi is very much expected to do a lot of the work, which puts a lot of pressure on Messi. And the rest of the team just don't necessarily seem to be quite up to the task. What's interesting is Argentina were being billed as pre-tournament favourites. But on the back of the result they had a couple of days ago, you kind of feel that's definitely gone into reverse. It may just have been an off day, but the reality is Argentina took the lead. We're leading at half-time, thanks to a line on missile penalty. And then the wheels came off pretty sharpish, and Saudi Arabia not only equalised, but a short time after that actually took the lead and then held on to claim one of the most shocking results of World Cup history. So, with that in mind, where does it leave that particular group? Well, the, the other game was a draw, so effectively what it does is it puts Saudi Arabia in the unlikely position of leading the group and Argentina bottom of the group. There are plenty of other matches still to play and you would argue that Argentina should have the quality to win the remaining games, but nothing is certain in football. So with that in mind, would Argentina's confidence be rocked now? They'll have arguably on paper more difficult matches ahead. So could that actually be curtains for Argentina in the group stages? Who knows? That's the thing about football, although it is, to a point, quite predictable. As I've said, once again, the cream rises to the top. It does throw up surprises, it does throw up hiccups, and maybe we elevate certain teams more than we should on the basis of history as opposed to the reality of performance. Case in point, we move forward to yesterday's action. And among a number of somewhat tame nil-nil draws, which uh, sort of have cropped up in recent results, we had Germany, four times World Cup winners Germany, taking on Japan. What's interesting about this one is one of the uh, BBC pundits, and I want to say Chris Sutton, but I'm not sure if that's right, had actually predicted, for whatever reason, a 2-1 Japanese victory, which on paper you would think was surely not going to happen. The Germans haven't had amazing tournaments lately. They won the World Cup eight years ago in Brazil, 
but they actually failed to get beyond the group stages last time in a demonstration of what's often called the winner's curse. And their performances in the Euros in 2021 were not particularly dazzling either. They were dumped out in the knockout stages by England. And it was actually, for once, a fairly comfortable England win over Germany. So there were warning signs that the Germans weren't necessarily quite the force they'd been. But nonetheless, you look at their team and you think to yourself, well... Now, this German side should, should have enough to beat Japan. Only they didn't. They took the lead and were leading at half-time. But as with the uh, sort of Argentine-Saudi Arabia game, in the second half, it was a different game. And Japan went for it. They were hungry. They They were pushing. And they overwhelmed the Germans. And... They actually equalised about a minute after the Japanese keeper had pulled off several stunning saves, which goes to show sometimes that great saves at one end are as good as goals at the other. And then about seven minutes from time, they took the lead and they they held on, and I think held on quite comfortably, to take a second shock result in as many days. So... The, the, the signs are there at this World Cup that maybe, just maybe, the so-called top teams are not going to have things all their own way. And what this does for Germany is put them into a perilous situation indeed. The games, uh, the group's other game was between Spain and Costa Rica, and Spain run out very comfortable winners, 7-0 winners, the biggest winning margin of the tournament so far. They simply had it very, very easy. Take nothing away from Spain, you can only beat who's in front of you, but Costa Rica, well, they were a couple of goals down fairly early on, and it seemed like that just drained all the fight from them, and they offered very, very little against a ruthless Spanish side. With that in mind, the next set of games in that group become absolutely crucial. Japan will face Costa Rica, and on the basis of their win over Germany and the very, very lacklustre performance of Costa Rica, they'll fancy their chances for getting a win. If they win, and if Spain beat Germany, which on the basis of the results, again, you couldn't argue against, that it would mean that Germany would actually be going home at the group stages of a World Cup for the second time in a row. Which for a nation of, well, a nation of footballers really, a nation with a rich and proud footballing heritage, that would be unbearable. From the perspective of an England supporter who has witnessed his team suffer more than a few defeats at the hands of the Germans, I can't say this would upset me very much, but for German supporters who have gotten used to some very high standards from their teams, this would be just unbelievable. And it could certainly happen. Spain proved themselves to be no slouches. They were hungry. They went for it. They could have easily took their foot off the gas against Costa Rica, but they wanted to keep getting goals. That will give their players confidence. And you've got to argue 
that they, in, in principle at least, should have a very, very good chance of getting a win. Football, of course, isn't that simple. And by the time that I come to do a podcast about those games and, and write about them on my blog, who knows what we will have seen play out. Because sometimes with these things, especially in this unusual World Cup setting, you know, in the winter and and kind of riddled with, with all the all the issues around that, we don't know what to expect. There are lots and lots of unknowns uh, with this tournament, so who knows what might happen. Germany might win 4-0 against Spain. But nonetheless, on the basis of early results, you'd have to question what might happen to Germany. And that's it really for this particular up we'll be looking ahead at some point to the the final games of the final opening group stage matches which will involve brazil who of course always have expectations around them and will also involve the likes of portugal and uruguay and those games will feature the likes of cristiano ronaldo and luis suarez players upon whom nations hopes do rest and looking ahead, we'll also be digesting the second set of fixtures from the group stages, which will include the opportunity for the England to overcome the USA. And it will see Wales take on Iran. But we'll comment all of that via the podcast or perhaps via the blog, meerkatmusings.co.uk. And we'll see where it all leaves us. It should be interesting, should be exciting. I just, obviously from an England fan's point of view, hope those results pan out in the best possible way for us.